0: Let's put the care back into healthcare. I've been working in the healthcare sector for the last 15 years, and one of the things that drew me to this sector was my interest in the care component of our healthcare systems. More specifically, to the invaluable role played by carers. Now, how many of you in this room consider yourself a carer? By this, I mean how many of you have cared for someone suffering from an illness? injury or disability. Can you raise your hand if this is the case? About half of the room. I want to thank all of you who raised your hands for the time that you've spent as a carer. What you do is extremely precious. I am a former cared-for patient myself. When I was a teenager, I suffered from Lyme disease and underwent 18 months of antibiotic treatment. I was repeatedly misdiagnosed. Bacterial meningitis, fibromyalgia, you name it, they couldn't figure it out. And if I'm standing here in front of you today, it's because I owe my life to the stubbornness and commitment of one carer. He did everything he could for me, driving long distances from one treatment center to another, searching for the best option, and above all, never giving up despite the difficulties he encountered, including from a work and quality of life perspective. That was my father. I recovered, and this is largely thanks to his dedication. This experience turned me into a patient advocate. The closer I looked, the more I saw carers providing the same kind of support that my father provided to me and playing a crucial role in the healthcare system. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that without informal carers like him, our health and social systems would crumble. And yet, they're largely going unrecognized. I am now a long-distance carer for my mother, who suffers from multiple chronic conditions. I understand now more than ever the demands that caregivers face. With aging populations, economic instability, healthcare system stress and increased incidence of long-term chronic care needs, the importance and demands on family caregivers are greater than ever. Carers all over the world are sacrificing their own physical, financial and psychosocial well-being to provide care for their loved ones. Carers have their own limits and needs, and in absence of adequate support, many could be stretched to the breaking point. Once seen as a personal and private matter in family life, unpaid caregiving has formed the invisible backbone of our health and social systems all over the world. Many of these carers are even in this room, as we have just seen. Who are they and how many are they? What are the challenges that they are facing? And above all, how can we make sure that their value to patients, our healthcare system and society is recognized? Anyone can be a carer, really. A 15-year-old girl caring for a parent with multiple sclerosis. A 40-year-old man juggling full-time work while caring for his family who lives far away. A 60-year-old man caring for his wife who has terminal cancer. Or an 80-year-old woman caring for her husband who has Alzheimer's disease. The things carers do for their patients are varied. They provide personal care, like getting someone dressed, feeding them, helping them to the bathroom, helping them move about. They also provide a significant level of medical care, because they often know a lot about their loved one's condition and needs, sometimes better than the patients themselves, who may be paralyzed or confused by their diagnosis. In those situations, carers are also advocates for the patient. Also of critical importance is the fact that carers also provide emotional support. They organize doctor's appointments, they manage finances, and they also deal with daily household tasks. These challenges are challenges that we can't ignore. There are currently more than 100 million carers providing 80 percent of care across Europe. And even if these numbers are impressive, they're most likely underestimated given the lack of recognition of carers. As we have just seen, many of you in this room weren't sure if you could be qualified or considered to be a carer. Many of you probably thought I was referring to a nurse or some other healthcare professional. Also stunning are the benefits that carers bring to our societies. And I want to give you just one example from Australia in 2015. The annual value provided by informal carers to those suffering from mental illness was evaluated at 13.2 billion Australian dollars. This is nearly two times what the Australian government spends on mental health services annually. These numbers, among others, demonstrate that if carers were to stop caring tomorrow, our health and social systems would crumble. And while the importance of these millions of silent carers cannot be denied. They've largely been unnoticed by governments, healthcare systems and private entities. In addition, carers are facing enormous personal challenges. Many carers face higher costs and can face financial difficulties, given the fact that they may not be able to work full-time or they may not be able to hold down a job altogether. Many studies have shown that often carers sacrifice their own health and well-being, in order to care for their loved ones. Many carers spend so much time caring for their loved ones that often their family and their relationships can suffer. Many carers report that often their employers don't have adequate policies in place to support them. There has been improvement, though, in the recognition of carers around the world. Just a few years ago, an umbrella organization called the International Alliance of Care Organizations, or IACO, was formed to bring together care groups from all over the world to provide strategic direction, facilitate information sharing, as well as actively advocate for carers on an international level. Private entities are also starting to recognize the situation of carers. I am proud that my personal engagement and enthusiasm towards this topic of carers found an echo in my own workplace. My company is committed to this cause and has developed an unprecedented framework for its employees and society as a whole. The objective is to empower carers to improve their own health and well-being and bring about a greater balance to their lives. Nevertheless, much more needs to be done to complement these relatively isolated initiatives. Our societies are facing increased health pressures, including aging population, increased incidence of cancer and chronic conditions, widespread inequality, amongst many others. To confront these challenges, policymakers must look beyond traditional healthcare care pathways and employment policies and recognize that informal care will continue to form the bedrock of care. Caring for someone should be a choice, and should be done without putting one's own well-being in the balance. But to really put the care Back into healthcare, what's needed is a deep societal structural change. And this can only happen through a change in mindset. And this can start today. Today, we can plant the seed for a change for millions of carers around the world. Here's what I want to suggest when you go home today or to the office tomorrow morning, embrace a carer thank them, offer him or her a bit of help, maybe even volunteer as a carer yourself for a couple hours a week. If carers around the world felt better recognized, it would not only improve their own health and well-being and sense of fulfillment, but it would also improve the lives of those that they're caring for. Let's care more. Thank you.